This is Heavy Conversation with Bruce and Jody, a podcast where we talk about being a big guy in today's world. I'm Bruce. And I'm Jody. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. What's up, Bruce? Hey, Jody. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh man, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little apprehensive about my beer this week. Oh, I, I got a strong one. It's, oh, I was like, oh, what what sort of swill did you get? Yeah, yeah. It's so this it says it's an award winner from uh, 2021. So we'll, okay. we'll see. It's just it is a very very strong adult beverage well, well i think mine is a yeah mine's a little it mine's up there mine's 9.5 so well then we'll we'll get through it together <laughs> <laughs> maybe we just won't finish it today maybe, maybe another another one i won't finish right now yeah we'll just do some sips as we go through the, the show <laughs> so this week i thought it would be good to talk about a recent article that came out in the wall street journal uh back on may 20th and uh it is titled Old Navy Made Clothing Sizes for Everyone. It backfired. Mm. So it's uh, the clothing brand's push for inclusivity left it with a shortage of middle sizes. It says it's super frustrating. So this article came out, as I said, May 20th, and talking about how Old Navy uh, during the pandemic uh, basically started becoming more inclusive and they made some pretty big changes uh, as far as how they made their clothes, uh, sizing, um, the options that they offered, the way that you could find clothes. And um, they are uh, reporting some uh, uh, lower sales numbers. And so this article is basically saying it's because of their plus sizes and um, yeah. So I thought we could kind of go through the article and talk about why that's not exactly the case. Right. There's a little more to it than what's in the article. Um, they kind of call it a stumble with their launch. And I, I would agree with some of that, but we can kind of get into it as we, as we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, may, maybe, maybe we should just kind of get into our beers now. Maybe have a beer before yeah. we, okay, sure. Yeah. What do you, what do you got for me? Okay, so I have a beer. Uh, it is from Hoppin' Frog in oh. Akron, Ohio. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, Hoppin' Frog Brewing Company, Akron, Ohio. It is called Froggy Claws. Or... Froggy Claws. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's that's like a German looking thing. I was like like Santa Claus. Froggy. Yes, and so there's claws. a it's a it is a Swiss style oh. celebration lager. Oh. And uh, it is a 14.1% nice beast. And it's a small can, like it's a smaller than average can, which is great because it packs such a punch. So uh, it won the 2021 uh, bronze at the Great American Beer Festival for German style. Uh, what does that say there? Is that Eisbach? German American Beer Festival bronze medal winner. I don't know. Yes, yes. And so there is another beer that uh, that's called uh, Santa Claus, I believe, and it's a it has a similar look, similar logo. So I'm guessing Hop and Frog is making yeah. their own version of that, and it looks dark. And I'm going to try it now because mm -hmm. how long can you put it off? All right, creamy Swiss style holiday lager 
with a multi-taste and aroma, low bitterness and a reddish brown color. Oh, wow. Oh, that man. Face. Oh, sweet mother of mercy. That is, whew, it's, this is definitely one of those, uh, those holiday beers. And after you've had a big meal or lots of something. Yes. I need sliced ham or some turkey or <laughs> anything basically. Yep because yeah this is it's it's very it's it's got that sweetness it burns in your throat and your chest mm. it's, gonna, it's gonna warm me up for sure yeah it says it's a perfect beer to settle down for a cold winter's nap oh well, here as you here, pass out from 14 percent alcohol here here we are at uh, the end of may as we're yeah. recording this and i'm enjoying this so my it will be a it'll be a warm nap that's for sure but no winter Mm. A, a not productive day yeah right Whew. yeah that's uh it's so what intense. would you what comedy uh stars or whatever are we gonna give that it is a it's good it's good yeah. it is just it's it's not generally a type of beer that i that i drink and mm-hmm. um it's very strong uh you know i would give it i'd give it three and a half okay so yeah not bad not bad <laughs> Yeah, three so, and a half stars. Yes, right. Out of ten or out of five? Out of five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a strong one as well. Mine is called uh, Cinnamon Bun Ale from Boulevard oh. Brewing. Okay. Um, in Kansas City, Missouri. Ooh, nice! Imperial Brown Ale with cinnamon flavor boulevard you you really can't go wrong with boulevard is somebody who grew up in in missouri uh that's you know they they were definitely one of the uh the smaller indie uh brewers back in the day obviously oh, really? there's so many like more pretty but, big yeah yeah boulevard is they've certainly grown i don't know if they're owned by anybody else at this point but that would not surprise me but boulevard they, they do some fun stuff i've i really like kind of the direction that they they go in they have a, like a smokestacks series i believe it's called that's all kinds of like weird and interesting unique beers so definitely um this is definitely unique. trying that's for sure nice. um so it's very i just had a little sip it's very sweet uh cinnamony it does i don't know that it's, it doesn't like reminisce of like cinnabon or anything but it's cinnamony kind of malty um got all that but it is boozy Yes. definitely and this is a big can oh yeah <laughs> this yep. is a pint so i like it this is another one like after well, i don't know if about after a meal but it's like it's a heavy one right it's good imperial double brown what did it say imperial brown ale with cinnamon flavor hmm. cinnamon sweet vanilla rich bready yeah well there we go it's yeah. it's a good one nice well you know if uh, you're listening to this and either of these beers sound appetizing to you you can check them out on our untapped list at untapped.com or mm-hmm. on the untapped app it's the heavy conversation beer list and jody adds lots and lots of beers to it the good the bad the ugly and the and the very strong and apparently. the very strong <laughs> cinnabon uh, I, I, I do like it yeah, but yeah. that's going to be another one that's going to be sitting here till tomorrow, probably. Yes, and I'll, I'll forget about it. Right. <laughs> so, yes, back to the main event here. So, uh, Old Navy made clothing sizes for everyone. It allegedly backfired. 
they go on to say, I know, I know, I know. I, it's how I feel after I read it. I thought, well, okay. So I feel like there's some things that are missing. Yeah, here. you got to tell us a little more about that. So Old Navy set out to make clothes shopping more inclusive for women of all body types. Uh, let me stop for a second and just say that uh, I do believe that Old Navy updated some of their men's product as well, but mm -hmm. they did no promotion of that. I know. I was whatsoever. like, I didn't see, I was like, oh, it was for the women's. That's why I didn't see anything about the men's. Yeah, there was nothing, nothing at all about it. But I will say that I feel like the fit and sizing of some of their stuff has, has uh, changed, has been updated. Uh I, I've been trying to get more information because I do want to write about it, obviously, for Chubster mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. if they've done that. And I'm, it feels like that's probably their next step. I will say that uh, Old Navy is, um, when they launched their more inclusive stuff for uh, women of all body types, they started using bigger models. They used mm -hmm, a variety mm -hmm. of body types. Yeah, for, I did see that. For some of that, like editorial stuff and, you know, some of their, their marketing and promo early on. Uh, but they don't do any of that on the men's side at all so uh you know my i wanted to ask them why and i also wanted to know what the future held but um so far no one has gotten back to me so here we are come on old navy what's up yes so old navy ended up with too many extra small and extra large items and too few of the rest a mismatch that frustrated customers and contributed to falling sales and a management shakeup. so uh yeah it's it has um basically their sales numbers are down um old navy makes most of the money for gap incorporated and you know gap and banana republic and all of that and uh, uh they're saying in this article that it also shows the challenges of producing a wide range of sizes that have led some brands to stop carrying plus sizes so there are a bunch of reasons why brands that try to launch plus sizes fail and we've yeah. talked about this stuff many times over the years and it is all right uh, we'll just uh, let me go through some more of this before before the complaints begin we'll go there so uh the company will report its latest uh, quarterly results uh well today as we're recording this may 26th they say they expect the company to report net sales of $3.44 billion, down from the $3.99 billion it reported in the same period last year. So um, if those numbers are what they're basing this uh, as a, uh, a backfire or a failure on, that's mm -hmm. not a big difference. Should it have gone up? Sure. I, I'm sure more people buying clothes and getting out there and all of that. But there are probably a lot of reasons for that. They are saying that this was one of the biggest launches in the brand's history. Uh, back in August, Old Navy began offering all women's clothing sizes in sizes 0 to 30 and XS to 4X. So 0 to 30, I, I think, I'm not super sharp on the conversions, but I th yeah. think that a 30 is a 50 waist in men's. I think. I think that's how they convert. Okay. Um, and then extra small to 4X, making it one of the first retailers to place such a big bet on inclusive sizing. Uh, here's the first, uh, the first place that I think they messed up. Uh -huh. they, did, they did away with separate petite and plus size departments and grouped all the sizes of each style together. <laughs> yeah, no. Mannequins in various body shapes displayed the new wares. All sizes of a style were priced the same with a break 
a break with an industry practice in which retailers charge more for larger sizes, AKA the fat tax. So uh, first thing is that they did away with these departments. So Mm -hmm. that can make it difficult for a bigger customer, or I mean, in this case, even a a petite customer. Yeah. To know what's, yeah. What's in my size. Right. Right. To find Especially when you're used to that, like that's what you've been doing. Right. Having them separated. Yeah. And that's and that's a big thing in the industry is that yes, like perfect world scenario down the road, it would be great to go into a store and have all those sizes available and know that you can just find your thing, but mm-hmm. we are not there at all. We're not even close. And you have a customer that has been underserved, you know, a, a plus size customer has been underserved. You need to have those categories. You need to have those things for them to make it easier for them to find things, to understand what they're looking for, so on and so forth. Yeah. So uh, while I applaud Old Navy going all in on that, it feels like that's something that you would want to work toward as opposed to just doing away with those departments. So absolutely. The- I mean, yeah, because it, it's going to be like, how do you... From like a, a store's perspective, how do you even display all those sizes together? Right. Like there's not enough room to display all those sizes or you're going to have one of each. Right. Like totally. That, that's a lot of sizing to have on a rack or on a shelf or whatever. Like it is. Be, it'd be easier to have them separated. Like here's the plus size, everything. Like, right. I get that they're like, oh, all of our things are available in all these sizes. I get that. But yeah, it gets difficult to shop. Right, right. So uh, they were saying this is the largest integrated launch in their history, and it's uh, they're expecting it to really drive growth. And soon after, however, Old Navy's sales started to nosedive. Uh, the uh, chain's president and chief executive, Nancy Green, stepped down after less than two years of running the brand. Gap warned that sales for the spring quarter would fall short of expectations, in part due to troubles at Old Navy. Extended sizes were the culprit, according to current and former employees. They said that stores were selling out of middle sizes and were stuck with piles of very small and very large sizes. Mm -hmm. To clear out the excess goods, Old Navy put a large quantity of women's clothes on sale this spring. The move contrasts with what other retail with other retailers that have held the line on discounting because of strong demand and supply chain challenges. So there's there are a couple things here so they go on to show some examples that in queens new york racks of women's clothes were selling for 50 percent off some women's dresses were available only in uh, extra small and double x uh the middle range was selling out so here's the thing of course the middle range was selling out because the middle range has always been there this company has not done a good job of saying hey plus size people we have these things for you if they're not doing that and they're not promoting that then people aren't going to know about it and they're not going to come to the store and most plus size people are not they don't shop in in stores i'm generally not go to i don't go to the mall and just shop because i know i can't find anything exactly (laughs) so it's disappointing right so if you're not if you aren't as a business doing everything that you can to market and promote to these customers to tell them, Hey, guess what? We've got your stuff in here. Then they're not going to know about it. And Mm -hmm. they're already trained to shop online or to shop at other places. So you can't just do one launch and be like, Hey, we've got this stuff. Uh, Hopefully they'll know now this, it is a 
it is a concerted effort. You have to keep pushing and you have to keep trying to get the word out to these segments, because obviously if they're selling the middle stuff, they've always had the middle, the middle sizes. So Mm -hmm. there, there was something that they missed there. Like that, that is a frustrating thing is that, uh, that, that is part of the problem. So all right yeah and even on their even on their site they have everything combined they Mm -hmm. don't have like a plus or you know whatever size so it's hard to know it's like well what is available in my size right right and so could there have been a change where they dropped some of the uh you know some of the middle sizes so that they could make room for smaller and larger sizes probably you know that would make sense i mean you've only got uh, so much, so much space in stores. I mean, isn't that mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't that make sense as far from a retail perspective? That you know they only have so much space, so they're gonna they're gonna put a few of the big things, a few of the small things. But again, if you're not promoting it and not letting people know mm-hmm. about it, they're not gonna come and buy it. Uh, they go on to say that uh, retailers from Victoria's Secret to Target have embraced size inclusivity by adding more styles and large, small and large sizes to win over new customers and promote more positive body imagery. Yes. So Target, for example, which we could talk about since, you know, they do the big and tall stuff. Um, they've definitely done that. They don't do the greatest of jobs of letting you know you know, where you can find the bigger stuff in stores because not every Target store uh, has yeah, extended no. sizes. You're not going to be able to go to, like, I can't go to my Target store down the street and find, uh, a, you know, the 3X that I might need. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, if you're a 5X, you're definitely not going to find anything. So um, none of these uh, chains that have multiple stores are doing a good job. Walmart doesn't do a great job with that, although it is easier to find bigger things in their stores. They still, you know, they don't do a great job with that either. Yeah, it's still slim pickings. Right. So, uh, you know, the thing that we can say about Old Navy that it says here in the in the article is that few chains have gone as far as they as they have. They've really invested in equality and sizing. And it's <laughs> not just in the product, but the way that the stores are laid out. Um, it goes on to say that uh, most retailers sell clothes in sizes that range from zero to 14. So adding additional sizes comes with extra costs, uh, which is something we always hear is mm-hmm. there's extra costs for developing new patterns, uh, buying extra material. Um, you know, and that's kind of where the, yeah, you're putting all that money in there, but then you don't tell anyone about it. Right. Right. But so, you know, as, as, Jody is someone who uh, deals with <laughs> creating, you know, you're, you're, you're creating clothing and dealing with different sizes. Is that, is the difference of making clothes in a much bigger size is the cost difference. Is that like an, is that an ongoing thing or is that something that like, you know, okay, so you're designing something and uh, once you've designed it and once you've got the fabrics, obviously fabric have, needing more fabric is probably going to cost more. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. are all of those costs always going to be a really expensive thing or is that like a, no, once it, what, but it, I mean, they're always, obviously they're developing much more products on like a re- sure. more regular basis, but sure. I mean, you're always already doing that anyway. So it's not like it costs more to develop bigger clothes. 
right like it costs more to just develop new clothing like have a designer to do more but i mean maybe they just have another designer that does the i don't know but yeah it's well that's the that's the thing about it is that you can't tell me that a company especially a company that is you know bigger companies i i hear this complaint from them all the time where it's extra costs from developing yes there are extra costs but (laughs) but if you're selling the stuff doesn't Mm -hmm. that doesn't that take care negate those extra costs and if it's not then you're doing something wrong with how you're selling your product yeah it's not like just because it's plus size it costs extra it's just you're developing a new product so it costs money to do that but that's just a always built-in cost of having product so it's not like because it's plus size it costs even more to develop it Yeah. yeah So, so, you know, they're saying that these retailers will, they're used to buying mid-range sizes because that's what are most popular, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and, and that those things will sell out more quickly. And if you're offering a wider range of sizes, like we said, there's, you're not able to get as much of the most popular things in mm-hmm. store, mm-hmm. which, well, sure. And they're most popular because that's all you've been selling for so long. Yeah. And you're not, again, promoting the fact that you have this bigger stuff mm-hmm. in store. So, uh, you know, it's, it's this, it's this whole, it's this whole thing where you have to work to but then, uh, get past that. Yeah. But then obviously there, I mean, is there replenishment not happening? Like, do they just not have the sizes that are selling? Cause I mean, they know what's selling because it, you know, it's all computerized and it just gets auto refilled back in. Right. So if you're selling out of the mid range sizes, it should just be getting filled back in. Yeah. I mean, and you it, should have it. Cause like when we order stuff, we ha- have, when we order like a certain, like the new pride boxer brief, mm-hmm. we don't order the same amount of every size. It's skewed based okay. on what we're selling. So yeah, we sell a lot more of the mid-range sizes. So we get a lot more of those. Sure. But we also, you know, every year we like reevaluate how fast we're selling it. So like, oh, we need to bump up these sizes some more because we sold out of those way too quick or we aren't selling these. So you need to bump that down and spread it out. So it's like, okay, you know, it's like a a weird curve, S curve or whatever kind of curve you want to call it. It's like, you don't, we don't order as many of the, really small sizes or the really big sizes because we don't always sell those but you know i see selling out of those but we still sell way more of the middle sizes you know okay right it's just a a weird balancing game of like where and it kind of fluctuates back and forth of like sometimes we get more medium and larges or sometimes this year we're getting more four and five and six x's because that's what been selling and so sure yeah right right so you would think they're looking at that. Um, they go on to say in this article that uh, they really did go all in on this. They, uh, re- when they developed the new sizing, they did the research. They interviewed hundreds of women about their body image, uh, scanned the bodies of 389 women to create digital avatars, built new fit blocks for sizes 20 through 28, uh, proportions change when they get larger, which we've always talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to review pocket placements, waistband pitches, dress lengths, all these things. So they mm-hmm. did all of that work as they got into this, which is which is great. Um, this was all complicated by 
guess what? COVID-19. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they launched this, you know, during the pandemic. So launched in store during a pandemic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so it says that it was complicated by the pandemic, which forced some factories to close, created shipping delays that made it harder to get products to stores in a timely manner. So uh, their sales, their sales in uh, same store sales fell. Um well, that was, yeah, for everyone. Yeah, Not yeah right. Not the plus size stuff. Right. So, you know, there were a lot of things here. Launching something like this in the pandemic is going to be hard as hell. I mean, obviously. So um, they're going on to talk to an analyst that says that expanded sizes aren't bringing in enough new customers and or getting enough existing customers to buy more. If some of those sizes don't sell, it doesn't make sense to use up the floor space. So it comes back to making sure that you are letting customers know, Hey, Mm -hmm. the stuff is here. If you're letting them know that it, that it's in, that it's available, they're going to be interested in buying it. This customer is looking for this stuff. So that's the big part of it is, yeah, the stuff isn't selling. If you're not telling them, Hey, you can come into a store, especially a customer that doesn't get much love. Doesn't ever do that. Yeah. Right. And brick and mortar then you tell them, hey, you can come to our store. You can have this experience. You can actually mm-hmm. find something that fits you in our store. Uh, if you don't do that, then you know, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna get those customers coming in. So it does not feel like this is something that they did a good job with and really kept uh, pushing on. So you know, that, that's, that's part of it. Uh, Fashion designer Diane von Furstenberg said uh, that her namesake company wants to cater to as many people as possible, but that producing a wide range of sizes is expensive. She says, if you're a size two and you're a size 16, you do not use the same amount of fabric. Uh, She says, you don't want to penalize the small people uh, who would be paying more because the price has to be the same. It may be very controversial to bring that up, but I think it's important. I think there are a lot of ways you can handle that. And what I don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you're saying don't don't penalize, first off, uh, this is a person with a, you know, who who uh, runs a brand that is not a um, discount no. brand. So <laughs> if she decided to raise prices to make them all equal across the board, chances are that customer is not going to notice and is not going to have an issue. You will have some of those value buyers who are going to have a problem because there's always somebody who's going to complain about pricing, but that's probably not her target customer. So what in my mind makes sense for a lot of brands is that you would raise those prices kind of across the board so that you could keep things equal. You don't have to do that. Now, mm-hmm. for me personally, I don't feel like I have, I, you know, I'm also, I'm also an older customer, you know, I'm not, I'm not a 20 year old trying to find stuff. Um, I don't have as much of a problem with paying, you know, three or $4 more for something that's going to fit me, you know, than the same product uh, in a smaller size. Yeah. But I think that companies that want to be, inclusive that want to show that they care about this customer a little more 
are going to look for ways that they can kind of equalize things is, is what it feels like to me. So I don't know, at least from a marketing perspective, that is one tactic that you can take. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's, I think, yeah, they're just finding excuses not to do it or blaming it, blaming their sales being down on them expand. Like I get that their sales are down because they didn't have enough of the middle sizes, but that's right. something that you work out. Like you figure out, okay, so this is what we had in stores and this is what sold. So now we need to lower these numbers on the outskirts and raise these numbers up. Like, right. It's just, it's a process that you always have to work on. You're not yeah. always going to sell the same amount of those sizes, you know, that get, yeah. Right. They went on to say that Old Navy more than doubled the number of extended size customers in its database since the launch, and that 15% of customers who shop for extended sizes are new to the brand. That's all great stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, she said that uh, Old Navy's factories were shut down for an extended period of time because of the pandemic, so they were hurt by inventory shortages. Mm -hmm. um, and that uh, in March, she said the brand suffered from not having enough fashionable dresses and tops as consumers were shifting to buying more of those items. Well, everybody's been having the problem with inventory shortages and shipping, right? I mean, mm -hmm, that's, not, mm -hmm. that's not something that's unique to them. And it's not something that you can't get over, you know, especially, again, a company as large yeah. as Gap, you yeah. know. So it's... Uh, I don't, it, it's, it feels like, it feels like these are all things that, um, yes, they're not great, but are they things that are like total deal breakers? Is this a reason that they should stop with, you know, plus sizes or extended sizes? No, absolutely not. These are all things they can come back from. So, you know, it's, it's the, this whole thing. I think there's a lot that probably could have been done. And if you get those new, plus size customers coming in, uh, making sure that you're catering to them in ways that, that are beneficial. So if they're buying the stuff online, letting them know that they can come into the stores or letting them know, you know, continuing to uh, market to them in a way that, uh, that shows them that, uh, that you're invested is really important. And again, since this was only on the women's side, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know I don't know how much uh, how much of that they were doing through marketing, um, you know. And I also don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the old Navy site now, and I see plus size models, uh, you know, plus size women's models. Um, and I mean, they have women's and women's plus. So obviously, on the website, people are able to get in there. Uh, once I click on women's and women's plus, um, I see one plus uh, two. Uh, plus size models, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so it's, uh, I don't know, as you're digging deeper into the site um, and looking through the catalog, I'm not seeing uh, plus size uh, models being shown until, I mean, I got halfway down the page and I see one, maybe. You know, it's so there's still also that problem of having bigger people not really integrated into your marketing and into the things you're doing. And if you're not going to go all in on that and yeah, have I, a, I love that when they said they went all in, I'm like, no, right. 
right they might say that they did but i don't yeah. feel like they really did right and and we're seeing that with some men's brands where they that were doing extended sizes that are either tapering off on the extended size stuff or that are not working with bigger models anymore if you're not going to continue to stay dedicated to that audience and and put them if not first put them up there equal with your your straight mm -hmm. sizes then of course you're not going to get the sales and that's the thing and that's definitely what i feel like i'm seeing here and i mean like i said if you look at the men's stuff there's nothing at all that's like yeah you know there there are no uh it's it's the whole thing of if they had anything that was big and tall it's it's all tall you know it's tall guys and they're just they're just missing the boat and this is this is the thing that happens with so many brands is that they aren't dedicated to it and they aren't doing it in a way that uh that that works you know they're not they're not they don't understand this audience even when they try uh and i'm gonna guess that with a company as big as old navy that there are probably designers and people in there who really fought for this and advocated you know for this extended size stuff and or you know the plus size product who really understand it but then when it comes to marketing and really carrying it out long term they didn't have the same kind of like buy-in not everybody was on the same page yeah with yep. how to do this long term because this is long-term work that you have to do yeah especially it for, can't be just a a one-time oh this we tried it and it didn't right. work well it's not a yeah it's not a one one and done you got to work on it and keep going because now now you tease those people saying that it was in store and now it's not again right you know like yeah yeah they're not going to so, come back again <laughs> so how does this you know does this bode well for old navy plus size big and tall extended size whatever you want to call it down the road my guess is that you know and and old navy didn't really comment for this article from what i can see they didn't get you know too deep into it um i guess they you know i don't know they they there wasn't a lot that they wanted to say about it my guess is that this article is making more of it than what gap slash old navy is i don't think this means that this stuff's going to go away i do think it means they will tweak what they do my hope is that they look at this and they say okay well there are places where we're missing the boat mm -hmm. uh now if you you know i don't know if you i guess if you click into a product they do have images that you know feature plus size models but they need to have some of those on some on more of the landing pages they need to have more homepage stuff they need to be marketing it more my hope yeah. is that they they continue to focus on inclusivity that way and i really hope they bring it to the men's side because i mean old navy pricing for yeah. you know what they're making that's what a lot of people want and they'll sell a lot of that stuff if they if they make it clear that they're making the stuff it's available and hey it's in stores so right, right. yeah so there we go that's what that's i got out of that that's yeah it's a little <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah definitely so we'd love to know what you think uh hit us up on social you know let us know um at heavy convo on uh what instagram and yep. Yep. twitter yep. yeah uh let us know what you think um you know would you like to see more uh big and tall options uh for men at old navy and uh 
Um, would you go to a store if you knew that they had uh, your size there? Yeah, I would. Me too. Because yeah, I mean, they're going, I'm looking at shirts for men and they go to 4X. I'm finding like there's a 4X mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like this, this printed camp shirt. So they're making the stuff, but they're not showing it on bigger models. So yeah. Old Navy, if you're listening to this, please do the thing. Yeah. Come talk to us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that's, that's all about Old Navy. Um, one other thing i thought we should uh you know briefly discuss it's kind of being discussed everywhere is uh um the the school shooting in texas um yeah you know i think uh everybody is obviously talking about it now and you know many podcasts and news pieces and everywhere uh it's horrible it's horrible you know um my kids as we're recording this just yesterday, it's only been a few days since this happened. Uh, my kids went through um, the, their active shooter drills. They talked about it in their classes with their teachers yes. where they were like, this is, you know, we, if we have a lockdown like this, we cover the window uh, for our door, the window on our door, uh, you know, we get down and hide if we need to get out. Uh, you know, the teacher says I would break a window and climb out. I mean, it's a lot of, uh, it's horrible. It's horrible, you know, to for this to continue to happen over and over and over. And it's horrible, like it's heartbreaking to think that our kids have to live with this and there is mm-hmm. nothing that's being done. And, you know, you can you can say that it's, uh, you know, it's too soon to to talk about you know, to talk about this or to politicize it. I saw something this morning saying, you know, when people say it's too soon, tell them that you're talking about Sandy Hook that happened yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's go you back know. to all the things that have happened in the past. Then, but it's, you know, I've I have I have a, a fifth grader, a third grader, and a, a two year old, and just thinking about this is it's frightening. You know, and I mean they have lockdowns at their school they've had at least three this year just you mm-hmm. know for random things people on campus that shouldn't be there what yeah. whatever and you and know that's scary enough yeah it is because you Thank- don't know what's happening right thankfully it hasn't been anything but i think we continue to talk about gun violence we get sad about it and then we forget about it and yeah, it goes away after a couple of weeks and it until keeps the next happening. One. Yeah. Right. Right. And it keeps happening continually. And, you know, people are, people are saying that, um, you know, no amount of, of gun control laws are going to stop all of this. And, and you know what, they're, they're right because you can put, you can put laws in place and it's not going to stop a hundred percent, but if it stops 40, 60, yeah, 80%. If like, we make what it, did you say? How many have already happened? It was more it was, mass shootings have happened this year than there are days in the year. Yeah. So it was like it that's was, crazy. Right. Right. And so it's it should be difficult to buy a gun. It should absolutely be mm-hmm. difficult to buy automatic weapons. We should be screening yeah. for more of that stuff. That should be a high priority, and it shouldn't just have to be every time you know a a fourth a fourth grade classroom gets shot up i mean it, this yeah. is something that needs to be addressed needs to be focused on and no these laws are not going to stop everything but we can't just do nothing yeah and it is 
absolute common sense to me that it should be much more difficult to get a gun. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I stand with it. And I don't understand why this is why every time these kinds of, of laws are trying to be put in place, it just doesn't happen. And so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's disgusting and it's sad. And I just, Oh, we've got to start closing up those loopholes with those, the dealers and the shows where you can just buy a gun without anything. Right. The, the like rounds of hundreds of bullets and a thing like who, no one needs that. You don't know. What are you doing? No, they don't Other need than that. going and killing a bunch of people. That's the only reason why you would need that. Right. And right. that's it, not what a private citizen needs. And it's really easy for people to say, oh, that won't make any difference. I won't do anything, but it's trying to do something as opposed to doing nothing. Right. And, and that's but where yeah, we're let's at. Let's try it and see. We've got to do something. This, yeah. Because what we're doing now isn't, isn't working. It's not. Yeah. So yeah. If, I would suggest that you reach out to your representatives if this is something that you're passionate about, which you should be, um, and encourage them to pass the some legislation on some gun reform, background checks, semi-automatic weapons. Um, I've already called mine, even though I know my representatives are on the same side as I am, but I want to make sure that they know I'm concerned about it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry to end on a no, low it's, note. It's, but... some, it's something very important to, that we need to be talking about and continue to talk about and do something. Not No thoughts and prayers on this anymore. That obviously isn't working. And I think we're all getting sick and tired of hearing that after this happens so often. Right. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Bruce. Thanks for bringing that article to our attention. And thanks for sharing sure. a little bit about what's going on with the shootings in your world and that that's tough stuff with your kids i can't even imagine trying to talk to kids about that kind of stuff like it's just so yeah, difficult it, it's a lot and i you know i hope that in the future it's something that we have to discuss less you know mm-hmm. yeah all right everyone thanks for tuning in we'll talk to you next week bye bye everyone Thanks for listening to Heavy Conversation. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. (laughs) Podcasts.